welcome to Stidia Cast, where Stidia trash meets Stidia garbage to be a complete Stidia dumpster heap. This season, we are talking about the episodes of Teen Wolf that have made us laugh, cry, and fangirl. Because Lydia Martin loves Style Stalinsky and he loves her too. This is Stidia Cast, and Canon is maybe finally delivering. Welcome to the first of two season wrap-ups for this season of Cydia Cast. Tonight, we are going to be talking about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the really, really problematic of season 6A of Teen Wolf. Um, so, to get started, my name is Rachel. I'm Rongasm on Tumblr. My name is Maggie, and I'm registering Banshee on Tumblr. My name is Rachel, and I'm MadGrad2011 on Tumblr. And my name is also Rachel, but I am Stidia is Canon Bitch on Tumblr, because it is. And we're all really excited about that. I really feel like the fandom's been dead. Just kidding, everyone's freaking out. <laughs> we're trying to win a poll. This is your reminder that if yes. there's an Entertainment Weekly couple poll yeah. going on right now, get over there. Vote. Like, you can vote as much as you want. This time next year, this fandom's going to be dead, and Stidia isn't even probably going to be eligible. So, like, go vote. This is our so last good. chance. It's our last chance to share the stage before we go our separate ways. High school wasn't meant to last forever. Anyways. <laughs> this is the most important vote you will ever have. And the second most important Because it turns out that, that due to the electoral the college, your vote doesn't really matter. <laughs> That's a close contender, but this is the most important. We're just having a great time, you guys. Yeah, this, this country is fine, she says in all caps. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna sue you. Anyways, oh! So Teen Wolf. <laughs> Guys, what was your favorite episode this season? I'm going to say right off the bat that mine was 605. I thought it was tremendously good. Just like well done. There was literally no 2.0, which made it superb. Um, some of the parts were really aesthetic. Scott McCall was wearing an amazing sweater. It was just like a great episode. So that's mine. I'm going to agree. I think 605 was my favorite as well with 609. Like just the um, seniors getting their memories back being like my favorite sequence potentially of like characterization i loved how they set up each of them getting their memories i loved how they built lydia being the final one to remember everything and her realization so it was just like 605 but like 609 had my favorite scenes <laughs> <laughs> maggie what about you um, well, this season was all about not remembering, and before and we started recording, I could not, for the life of me, remember what happened in this season, so I had to look it up. Um, <clears throat> I can't decide. I really liked 605, obviously, and 609 when they got their memories back. Oh, and also the finale. And I also really enjoyed when they went to Canaan, and it was very, like, Motel California horror story, Lydia Martin being a badass. Um, I can't pick. I can't. Probably the one with the most studio, so uh, I'll let you pick that one. I don't know which one that was. I think that I don't know which one is like the one with the most studio. Yeah. We can talk about that afterwards after we hear Rachel's like favorite episode. Well, I think I I would have to agree with all of you. Like, I really loved six oh five, but I also really liked Ghosted, which is the one where Lydia goes back to to Canaan. I yeah. liked I liked seeing. Um, the show explore Lydia's powers a little bit more, and I I liked the dynamic between Malia and Scott in that episode a lot, um, and kind of getting to see their reactions to, to finding Kanan, and, like, I just like 
Scott, Lydia, and Malia, like, trying to figure stuff out. I enjoyed that a lot this season. The detectiveiness. You know what I realized? Amazing if it wasn't written by Will. (laughs) I want to take back one of my complaints because I think I figured out a way around it. Um, And I'm not sure if this is what they were intending on doing, but I couldn't help but notice that Okay, Lydia didn't use her powers all season, but then as soon as Styles comes back, she uses them in this three times in the span of like ten minutes. And I'm like, oh my god, did Lydia like not use her powers and like not feel like actively powerful because like Styles was gone and he's the one who like instilled confidence in her constantly? Like, is that what we were implying here? And I'm gonna pretend that it is because otherwise, yeah. them playing like damsel in distress with Lydia makes me want to fucking punch myself in the face so I don't have to be awake in a world in which Lydia Martin is portrayed as useless and having to be saved by Scott and Malia constantly. Yeah, I think that's, like, we're gonna cling to that reasoning as opposed to the other yeah. entirely true <laughs> reason. I just want to say that Rachel has changed her mind about something. This is just a monumental moment. Um, I think we just take a moment of silence. I think you mentioned that before. You have mentioned that before that in one of our episodes that you think that was the reason and let's just all go with that because it, it like as rachel said it makes much wait sense. she used him and ghosted no but she <laughs> didn't really she was she didn't really she use them she was it really, was like really strongly and ghosted well it was like it was like, like, it was like a shield like in return into another dimension oh so <laughs> she used them in response to a different banshee so it doesn't count as her like being on the offense she was defense Sports. No. <laughs> We're gonna go with no. Fine. This season had a lot of like incredible individual Stidia moments, so I guess I wanna know what was your favorite Stidia individual moment and what was your favorite episode for Stidia like in this season? Um well I said my individual moment was probably Lydia remembering. <clears throat> yeah. Because I really liked how that was shot with the TV remote, um, and her going to the locker room and finding her memory of her and Styles <clears throat> after they kissed. And as for my favorite Cydia episode, it, wh- I mean, why not just give it to 610? Like, <laughs> why even pretend? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I would, I could, I would say that, like, to be honest, like, 601 could put up a fight for me if we hadn't been spoiled so much. Like, I think that's a huge issue with this season. Yeah. My thing is that, like, I... Um, it, it, when I imagine being as in the dark about what was going to happen with Stidia in 601 as 610, like, I can't even fathom that. Like, can you guys imagine if they hadn't spoiled the I Love You? We would have fucking lost our shits. We still did lose our shit, We though. did, but, like, we lost our shit in, like, a... Well, in, no, like, a more ripple effect kind of way. way. Like, oh, my God, this happened. Like, we were. it was an amazing day in the fandom. Like, I remember where I was sitting when I watched that trailer for the first time. But, like... Me, too. <laughs> <laughs> but, like... But, like, it, imagine, like, building up to that instead of having that spoiled. I think that 601, honestly, could have been in competition with 610 at, at one point if that hadn't happened. I, I think that it would have been better if they didn't have, like, him taken right after he said, I love you. But then the whole, like, I didn't say it back thing, like, but, wouldn't like, have happened. <clears throat> Just because they spoiled the kiss at San Diego Comic-Con for 3A, Mm -hmm. but then what everyone loves the most about that scene is the way that they look each other afterwards. So, like, if there was something else, like, it could have been better if there was something after the I Love You for us 
to kind of then get more freaked out about because they did spoil the kiss yeah. in season 3A at Comic-Con and everyone freaked out and were like, why did they spoil this? But then in the end, what ended up being the thing that everybody loves the most about that scene is how they look at each other afterwards. So if there had just been like a five second moment after Styles says that to kind of give us that extra bit of like, not everything was spoiled, it's okay. Then I agree. And, and it's like with 516, like they didn't spoil anything of the last 15 minutes, but we got him going to see Lydia in Eichenhaus as our spoiler, and everyone was like, oh my god, thank goodness they didn't spoil like this part. Like they just were very sloppy with what they spoiled this season. There was no balance. Until and I the think end. it was because they were freaked out about the fandom being freaked out about Dylan, and they were like, no, guys, we still have Styles, we have Cydia, come watch this season of Teen Wolf. But the whole <laughs> fandom was like, oh my god. You're giving me everything right now. This is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> um, I don't know what my favorite studio scene is this season, but Rachel and Mike are going to fucking laugh at me because after this initially happened, I was not happy with the scene. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure my favorite scene... <laughs> Shut up! We were on Skype, and I was... Okay, I, like, always, like, lower my expectations and get really pessimistic for the episodes, and, like, I'm, like, really down about the episodes for, like, the first, like, tw- like maybe 12 <laughs> hours after the episode, and then I pick without up... Sales. Without She's Every like, time, I'm so, like... I'm like, this sucks! <laughs> anyways, except for during 516, I was on the floor. <laughs> um, anyways, I called Maggie and, like, got, like, the... And, like, the RA, like came and like yelled at me for being too loud anyways that was was me oh sorry i called rachel um anyways so the remember um how you were how you were the first girl i ever danced with remember i loved had a crush on you freshman year sophomore year junior year i i hated it at first because it my 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 screen cut out on me and i didn't see the jeep scene and then i came back in just as the wild hunt was taking him and i was so fucking pissed and when i went back and watched it it was ruined for me but like in hindsight holy mother of god that's like all this oh all this like stidia in like one moment and like he's like giving it all to her like he's pouring all of it out like everything he's always wanted to say to her like can you imagine how many times like he had that in his fucking back pocket can you imagine like how many times he looked at her over the course of like season two season three season four and was like you were the first girl i ever danced with like Okay, Rachel, you're so salty. I love you. <laughs> no, it's not me being salty. It's me cackling. So I'm like, yeah, season four. That's right. No, I know, I know. I'm with you. I'm with you. So, anyways, that was my favorite studious scene of the episode, and I'm sorry to Maggie, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> two things. One, you use so many euphemisms, and I just. Two. What? Um, <laughs> you like in your little speech. You're like, Styles is giving it to her. He's pouring into her. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I didn't even notice. <laughs> But, too, the entire time, like, when the pilot aired, Rachel was so, so salty. And Rachel, it's always Lydia and I were like, uh, no, re Did you not this. watch the scene? I didn't yeah, watch the scene. You have to watch it. I you didn't watch it. it. And she was, like, she put up a good fight. But in the end, she listened to reason. And here we are. It's her favorite moment. So... My favorite moment is also in 601, and it's when um, Lydia tells Styles that she's not going to leave him. And it's like the moment that I think Styles realizes that Lydia loves him too, and it gives him the courage to then pull out that amazing speech. Uh I was going to say, don't say pull out. (laughs) 
I was gonna, I got onto that one too. Pun intended. <laughs> My favorite city scene is this is a tough contender. I think the last time I was on City of Cast, I talked about um, the styles don't stop. Uh, give it to me, keep going scene. Like, <laughs> she did not say give it to me. <laughs> This episode of City of Cast is rated R for really, really incorrect facts. <laughs> that, I love that scene because the music, and I think I just really am attracted to the scenes where the music is very strong in that moment. So I like that scene, but I think the winner that takes the cake is the scene where Lydia remembers, um, and I'm going to go with Rachel on that one, um, solely for the fact that they use Start of Time again. And as you know, The Kiss is my favorite studio scene of all time. Yeah. And so when they use Start of Time, I think we're all, we all mentioned it, we were all hoping it would happen, but to have it actually happen, I was just breathless like absolutely breathless i know that a lot of us over the years have kind of talked about like our favorite city scenes of all time but i want to know if like any of your favorite like top five scenes got bumped off by a scene in season six yeah yeah i think i think lydia saying i didn't say it back to styles and him saying you don't have to or you didn't need to like that's probably like in my top five now i just yeah. sit down and think about it and really like prepare but I think that's definitely a top five scene because it it's like uh, Maggie said with Start of Time. It's one of those things that we intuitively felt would be so right to happen in a scene, and we were really hoping that it would, and then it did. <laughs> yeah, I think several of us, like, even called that. Like, I remember tweeting, like, the exact words of him saying, you don't have to say it back. Like, you don't have to. I'm going to say that Galvanize was not topped <laughs> by the kiss for me. <laughs> I still love the emotional intimacy and the friendship and the romance of the red string scene in Galvanize more than I love the kiss. I am so problematic, you guys. But they're best friends in the Galvanize scene, and like, I just can't do it. It's so good. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. It didn't top Galvanize for me. Sorry. <laughs> No, it doesn't, it doesn't type, I don't think it tops, you're the one who always figures it out, and the way they look at each other after that. Oh, Again, God. I like the silent moments, and because of Teen Wolf's commitment to darkness, I couldn't get good visuals of, like, Styles and Lydia's face, like, we didn't see Lydia's face at all after they kissed. Oh, like, they, there's that one moment where you can see, like, half of her face, because Styles is blocking her. And then you can just see, like, most of Styles' face before they hug, which the hug was great. Yeah. Might be my favorite yeah. hug. Yeah. So if, if if anything from 610 is going to top any of my prior favorites, 610 might have my favorite hug between the two of them because yeah. of how they both, like, nuzzle into each other. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. I think, so one of my favorite scenes is um, the scene after they rescue her from Iken in season five and they think she's dead for like a minute and when she wakes up like the softness in Styles' mm. face and the softness in her face and they're holding hands and he's like brushing glass off of her like I I just really love the intimacy and the vulnerability in that in that scene and I think we saw a lot of that echoed in their interactions in 610 but for me that scene is still just 
I love it. See, my thing is that while Holland slash Lydia did an incredible job playing that with that intimacy and vulnerability, I didn't feel it from Dylan as much as I wish that I did. Um, and you I think that, I think that it's in six ten. And I think that a huge part of that is because the kiss was so dark. Like I think there's like faces going on there that like I didn't get to see, and I'm like salty about that. No, from when they kiss. From from that moment, we don't see Styles' facial expression until they're hugging. Mm-hmm. And then he's, like, weeping, like, slightly. Yeah, and, like, then he's obviously, like, both of them are obviously really emotional, but because it's so dark and because they chose the weirdest camera angles, yeah, it was shot very weirdly. Because I do feel as though there could have been something in his facial expressions after he immediately after he kisses Lydia, but we just don't get to see it like at all the angle is like so focused on like making sure we can see a good shot of their chins like is that what we were supposed to (laughs) nothing like a good chin i guess (laughs) but hollands was like mostly all over his chin so like uh her hand um oh i loved hollands hands in the kiss scene i loved hollands hands in the kiss scene i loved them but like it was just such a weird angle yeah, yeah, I have to say, like, I I love how they both went for it, but the first kiss scene is just so much sweeter to me. Like, I don't know. I just really love that first it's because kiss it's scene. I'm going to have to let it go, but... It's calmer, it's slower. I think this it's one is like it, like, fucking punches me in the chest yeah. like, when I watch it. Like, it literally feels I like... I think a part of that is the lighting. What was that? I think a part of that is the lighting, as much as I hate to say it. It is, it is. And it's I remember the lighting saying, the like, yeah. Yes. And I remember saying, like, I want the second kiss to be well lit because I want it to be reminiscent of their first kiss, where they're in a locker room and it's filled with light and it's just yeah. beautiful and pure. And, like, they can still go for it, but yeah. have it be well lit. And, like, like to be honest, they could have they could have even done that parallel. I remember, like, texting my, like, city group chat and being like what if like when they kiss like the locker room like fills with light the way it did in uh 30311 and it's like this it's like a parallel because it wasn't light before it was it's like pitch black and then they kiss and suddenly it's like boom and the whole thing lights up and when they pull back it like darkens again but they're still kind of like in a glow um and i think that they could have done that i think they could have pulled it off because it really shows like symbolically what styles and lydia give to each other and like despite their insistence on making this a will they won't they ship um for most of the fandom and i can't speak for everybody but for me especially i can speak for Cydia isn't a will they won't they ship it's a ship that's rooted deeply in friendship and in care and trust um and like the fact that they do light up each other's lives um and i would have appreciated some of that acknowledged by the show but i think that they're, they they all think that like we care about this shit because of like the ross and rachel air quotes thing which it is will never die ah, holland stop God. holland that's not why we ship Cydia. i need you to know that <laughs> anyways um rachel over there with the cute cats um i wanted to ask you because i don't think we've talked about this yet i know the whole fandom is kind of like what did he mean by I didn't get to say it back? Like, what is your take on that? Where do you think Styles' like mental headspace is at? Like, take us take us on a walk. <laughs> so, the question is, what like what do you think or what do I think about Styles' reaction to Lydia saying that? No, you said Wait. he instead of she, and you said um, Styles' lines instead of Lydia's. You know yeah, what? You I am a tired child. What do you think about? 
when Sile says you don't have to, what did you take away from that? Okay, so you're asking. <laughs> my brain is like totally fried. All of us are so oh fried by the Big Bang. Yeah. We're like such a mess. You're asking me to get into Styles' headspace? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. So, <laughs> y'all, the Big you. Bang is taking so much out of us. Um. So I think. Let's see. Like. So, I think this so. Because Styles has only been in the train station for what feels to him only like maybe a couple of hours or a couple of days, like I think what he experienced with Lydia and and knowing that she loves him back, I think that that it, it's still very like new and and raw for him. And so I think in that moment, it's just kind of like. When she's like, I, I, I didn't say it back. He's like, you don't have to because I, I know. I know that you love me back because of the way that you acted, you know, like three hours ago. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, I think for him, because it was still like so new and and still he was still so present in that, that other moment um, and adrenaline was pumping and everything. Yeah. I think that's probably kind of where, where it came from. I also think that there was a dead giveaway with the, like, when I kissed yous, like, that was currently happening. Like, that wasn't him remembering, and he knows that, I think. Like, he knows that she was saying those words to him, and I think that was, like, a, like, boom for him. Like, he was running towards a girl who wanted to talk about that kiss and who wanted to acknowledge its existence, and they hadn't been able to do that. Um, and so I think that that actually made a huge, like, he already knew, I agree with you, Rachel, he realized in that one moment where she says, I'm not leaving you, and she's, like, desperate, and he's like, oh, you can, like, see it in his face, Dylan did a great job, um, but I do think that that, like, when I kiss you moment, like, really settled him into it and made him go, like, okay, this is, like, this is what's happening now, like, this is where we're gonna be now, like, this is it, we're doing this. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. So, I guess... But I want to ask you guys, we're going to be salty for the last five minutes. I want to ask you guys, whose character do you think annoyed you the most in season 6A of Teen Wolf? (laughs) Wow, it's a three-way tie from the characters. and the Nazi Wolf? Were they your top three? Parrish wasn't in this season. He was, like, my favorite because he only showed up to be, like, doing his job, and then he was, like, just moderate base level useless. (laughs) Okay, who are they, Rachel? Uh, 2.0 minus Mason. (laughs) I love Mason. Because they were also the ones who, like, it's it's all about, like, proportions, you know? Like, with, with Parrish, when we saw him, he was you know, working in the station. It was when he came to the party and tried to fight the Ghost Rider, and then pretty much when they got him to come talk to the Ghost Rider, from then on, he was useless. But we had, like, one and a half scenes of Parrish at least making sense and adding something <laughs> in a positive way. But with 2.0 minus Mason, it was like, okay, so who's me playing the role of believing in Scott McCall this time? Oh, it's Hayden. Oh, it's Liam. Oh, who's going to play the role of dumbass comment? Oh, it's Hayden. Oh, it's Liam. Who's going to play the role of making out I don't need to see? Oh, it's Corey and Mason or Hayden and Liam. Like, it's just like they had such little 
value to the plot in the end. The they were featured they, so much. The one thing that good thing that they did was they were able to catch a ghost rider and figure out that Parrish could talk to them, which could have been useful, but the ghost rider didn't even tell them anything. But like they had one plan that worked. Everything else that they did failed. Um, or never added to the plot at large in the end. I mean, I guess Liam was able to get into the train station by just, like, jumping on a, a Ghost Rider's horse. <laughs> but that was at the point where it was, like, the plot was falling apart around them. So, like... I gotta say, like, I think Liam was forgivable, especially in the finale, because he had so many great moments. Like, I can forgive Liam. He's just a little, you know, he's a little shit, you know? They can't help it. He's just a teenager. Hayden, yeah, however. Problem, I think the problem with Liam is that they keep trying to push the narrative of he's going to be Scott when Scott oh. is gone in some capacity, but he just can't do yeah, it. Yeah, there is right. no replacing Scott. Yeah, I know. I, I gotta I gotta rant about Hayden, man. Like let's, say, let's go. Go. I, I glossed oh, over her. Hayden, turn on your location. <laughs> Catch me outside. How about that? Because I cannot like I can't fucking Stan hated. I cannot stand her. Every time she's on my screen, I want to claw my fucking face off. Like, she's just, to me, completely intolerable. I have never met a character I hate more than Hayden at this point. I feel this rage burning inside me. It's super, I don't know where Loathing on loathing. I don't know where this is coming from right now. But I really fucking hate Hayden. And I think... It's because I'm getting, like, super protective over Scott McCall because she one time opened her mouth and, like, spoke out against Scott, and then yep. now I'm like, you're fucking dead to me. Like, <laughs> never look at my direction again. <laughs> also, she did, like, actually look pleased and somewhat aroused by the idea of Liam killing Scott so that he could become an yes. alpha to save her. And I was like, ah! She's That's just, like, really concerning of a 16-year-old girl. Just <laughs> And I hate how she is has been air quotes the voice of reason in so many scenes of like of this because yeah like she there's just moments where she like opens her mouth and thinks that she, what she's saying is correct and honey you're just not correct like i don't know i just there's so many moments that it just like drives me nuts like anytime she opens her mouth i'm like I, i'm not gonna like what you're gonna say rachel and maggie really covered i think 2.0 <laughs> well only Corey, if you want, we we've, we've ignored him, and my God, was he a piece of shit in the beginning of this season? It's true, so, yeah. but I would just, I personally, I would rather go on ignoring him because he didn't add anything to the actual and he plot. He teased so. us with his death, and that was mean. I know. Why would you offer it and take it away from me? <laughs> <laughs> like it was the ending. It was so so weird. I think real quick with Corey and the way they wrote him because he was actually being helpful in the last episode that he was in and then we literally don't see him again until mysteriously the ghost rider is like he's gonna be the one who like is able to move them through Beacon Hills like once they've gotten everybody I guess I think that's the point of hooking him up to that machine is through his power of like going between the planes like they're gonna go into they're gonna fully go into Beacon Hills, and then they're going to be able to fully move on. Again, the plot was falling around around them. <laughs> but, like, that was such a weird jump between those two things. And so it was like, well, the majority of me is still annoyed by Corey, even though the last time I saw him, he was tolerable. So, like, how am I supposed to feel about this? Because <laughs> I'm mostly just kind of like, well, that looks real serious. And um, if we get a Corey funeral instead of an Allison funeral, I will set something on fire. But, you know, it, it was his time. 
apathetic about Corey. I, I'm absolutely apathetic. However, I am enraged by Douglas. So, oh, oh, yeah, okay. I'm not, I did not enjoy that character. I thought it was pointless. The entire, his entire storyline was just evidence of lazy writing over and over and over again. Plus, just the character in general was incredibly disrespectful and um, ignorant and uninformed. So, Douglas is, Douglas is my... It really bothered me how he, like, went back to being a Nazi when he was a Ghost Rider because they tried to, like, gloss over how that was his past and he was, like, a Nazi who wasn't so much into ethnic cleansing, which <laughs> they were, but he was a Nazi who was, like, about, like, the supernatural thing, which, like, was actually something that the Nazis did. They were trying to figure yeah. out something the supernatural, but they chose to, like, overemphasize that as opposed to the like the actual Nazi ideology, which was, again, ethnic cleansing and genocide. So to have him go back to being a Nazi as a ghostwriter really bothered me, because it's like, oh, was he just secretly, like, thinking about eating the pituitary glands of certain type of students? Like, what the fuck? Was he, like, actually... Like, was he actually a Nazi this entire time? Or was it just, like, a weird past thing, and it's been 60 years, and he was mostly goo for 60 years, so, like, his brain has changed, like... It was a headache on top. He didn't need to be a Nazi. No, like, he no. just needed to be uh, another scientist. Like, they really could have just had him be... He could have been any dude who... Or someone that Nazis power. experimented on if you insisted upon doing like, that World War II shtick. Like, instead, he He was... didn't need to exist at all. His no. character... You could wipe his character, and it would make the plot a lot cleaner. Like, he... There was no point of his character at all. His character was honestly the most of the time to give 2.0 something to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. And because we don't care about 2.0 and we were by nature offended by the his character, it this is 2.0 was way worse to me in this plot that in this season than they were in 5 and 4, which is yeah. quite a, quite an effort because at one point Corey was actually trying to kill Scott with Theo. So yeah wow. no 2.0 yeah no it's like it's like they think that we're gonna forgive 2.0 for all the shit they've done to scott but at one point literally everyone in 2.0 except mason has tried to kill scott like yeah. mm-hmm. or just been like really unhappy with how he's doing things and no it's like, i don't think that hayden like i think that hayden was also killing scott like with theo so like she's on that team like yeah, I, don't, I didn't think she was like she wasn't team kill Scott. She was like team fight she Scott. Was, I she was team. Yeah. I'm gonna was, yeah do whatever Theo tells me to because I don't want to die again. Because I'm a pawn. Yeah. I have no brain. Mm-hmm. Hayden's a follower, not a leader. Go fuck just, Hayden. It's <laughs> their choices with who is going to be introduced into the pack ever since season three, like after season three, so season four on, has been so bizarre. Because where's Brett? Like one, where's Brett? Um, <laughs> two, I miss like, your abs, Brett. Oh. And your sweater vest. Um, oh. and like I miss with, your bisexual ass. <laughs> yeah. With like season five, Tracy and Hayden were the two um, chimeras who really got built up with backstory, and it was interesting and it was compelling. So when they killed Tracy and kept Hayden, I was incredibly surprised because I could almost see Tracy sticking around as like the next villain yeah. or yeah because she was initially I mean in 5a we were kind of like oh she's 
innocent she just can't control herself in 5b she was like hardcore like evil but again they kept hayden just so liam wouldn't be like i get that they want to parallel out they do not want to parallel allison because they were already paralleling scallison with hayden and liam every chance that they get and so they're like we can't kill hayden because then like (laughs) yes you can i remember rachel i remember you and i i think it was after six or two maybe we i remember we had like this like two hour phone call we were talking about like tracy Tracy. and what we thought we were they were gonna do with tracy's character and we were like okay well they're obviously building up tracy in a way that means that she's going to like become either like the main villain for the season or she's going to become a part of scott's pack and like that's why we were both completely shocked when tracy's death was like by theo and like completely anticlimactic yeah because she was the one who was working with him and like the most and I it's again it's one of those things where like Maggie said do they think we're gonna forget Theo do you think we're gonna forget everything Theo has killed like at least 24 teenagers at this point um including ones he supposedly like were was like taking care of and he like wanted to be part of his pack he killed Scott he assaulted Lydia he like should i like it's like we actually need to put together like a bullet point list to keep everything straight but they're readying that bathtub of bleach up to make him squeaky clean again and tracy could have been the next jennifer blake too (gasps) yeah like they could have brought her back like Mm -hmm. to fucking take down the actress was also talented yeah yeah and and she was in the girls like girls music video so like she might win bring her bisexual ass back (laughs) so i guess my final question for you guys is given all of our happiness and our complaints what is your current order of seasons of teen wolf like what is your what is your favorite to least favorite seasons of teen wolf let's start with rachel not the cats rachel okay Um, okay so obviously i think it's gotta be 3a 3b and those flip on a daily basis so don't at me samesies um season five and then yeah i think we'll do 5a 5b and those will also possibly swap occasionally because there was a lot going on in those seasons but I really liked where the characters went. Like, it was good for season 5A and 5B to be as cohesive as they were, and I think that's why, in retrospect, I like it a lot. I feel like I can't put season 6 on this because a lot of how I'm going to view it is going to be contingent upon 6B. Just use 6A. I know, but I'm just what I'm saying. It's like, it's hard for me to... Season... Two, season six, season one. Like, but six, I feels like it shouldn't be that season low. Season one is your least favorite season of Teen Wolf? No, that's season four. <laughs> I oh, I forgot about season four. Season four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's really hard because the other thing that season three A and three B have going for them is they have 12 episodes. So everything felt so much more cohesive. Season six A had, like, 10 episodes, but really it had, like, five episodes of content. <laughs> So that's why it feels so short to me, and I'm like, well, where's the rest of it? It's all a mess. Generally, I feel positive neutral about 6A, positive about 3A and B, nostalgic about 1 and 2, and what is that for season 4? So, Rachel, other Rachel, let's go. (laughs) I don't have a ranking. I can't do it. 
<laughs> I, mine's done, so I just think, I just think you need to like put your mind to it. Um. So yes, I guess starting from the top, I'd probably do three A, three B, probably five A, then maybe season one. Then 5B, then season two, and then season four. And season six just doesn't appear? Yeah, I haven't decided on season six. Well, yeah, I get, I, well granted, season six is definitely above season four. Like, season four is just, like, going to... I think it's maintaining it's the bottom line. It's the bottom of the pyramid. Maggie, how about you? 6A is above 5B as well, whatever I put it. Um, I'm not going to break the seasons into segments because... I just can't. <laughs> but uh, three, season three. Um, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna say season six as is right now. Season two, season one, season four. Oh wait, I forgot season five. Fuck. You forgot season five. Sorry, the top. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> just kidding about that. Um, season three, season six as is right now. Season two, season five, season one, season four. I have such a weird list, you guys. I'm such a weirdo. I'm so sorry. You're going to punch me in the face. Um, We're just going to be like, well, Gavin galvanizes this. And then, but this episode had this. Shut up. We're just going to be like, season 3A, 1, 2, 3B. No, it's, so mine's 3A. Mine's scene, blah, blah, blah. Listen, I'm a Virgo, but I'm not that bad. (laughs) Um, 3A, 3B, 2, 1, 5A, 6A, 5B, 4. Can you repeat that? 3A. She separated all the seasons. 3A. 3A, 3B. 3A, 3B. 2. 2. 1. 1. 5A. 5A. 6A. 5B, 4. I think, in retrospect, I think it's pretty fair to rate season 5B unfavorably because I think... Yeah, I just had, like, two good episodes. Yeah, that's the thing about 5B. It kind <laughs> of sucked, but we were biased because we like Cydia. <laughs> no, like, it was. It took forever for them to get to Eichenhaus, and then because it took so long to get to Eichenhaus, everything was rushed afterwards, and they were like, well, we spent so long to do that one plot point, now we have to figure out what's going on with Parrish, um, defeat the Dread Doctors, um, defeat Theo. <laughs> and I'm going to be honest, 5, 17, 18, 19, and 20 are crap episodes. Like, and five, and five, um, what was the, the second episode of 5B and the first episode of 5B? We all hated. So we liked, like, the middle three. I, I remember. I was here, fandom. I got all of your asks. You were so pissed. <laughs> like, yeah, that's why I'm, like, in retrospect, like, season 5B might be the one that's above season four. And then six is, like, currently chilling around 5A's level. All right, so thank you for joining us on this week on Cedia Cast. We will have one more season wrap-up next week where we talk a little bit more about Cedia uh, and um, all the other beautiful, magical, fairy tale things that are involved it, in our lives now that Cydia is canon. And maybe we speculate a little bit about 6B. Um, don't forget to go read and review the Big Bang fics. They are finally all up. Um, we're not all of them. Actually, wait, 14. Sunday. Yes, they are all up as you listen to this. Woo. Um, so, <laughs> anyways, my name is Rachel. I'm Ron Gesm on Tumblr. I'm Maggie, and I'm Red String Banshee on Tumblr. 
I'm Rachel with the cats, and I'm MadGrad2011 <laughs> on Tumblr. I'm Rachel, and currently I am Studio is Canon Bitch on Tumblr because as we end this, we can all sleep happily knowing that Studio is Canon Bitch. <laughs> And you have just witnessed the most incoherent episode of City of Cast ever recorded. Listen, Nobody knows what just happened. I'm Riverdale for this, okay? Bye! Thank you for joining us on this week's City of Cast. Don't forget to follow us on our Tumblr, City of Cast, or our Twitter, City underscore Cast. A special thanks to our editor, Rosemary, Row Your Boat on Tumblr, and to our wonderful anonymous donor for making season three of City Cast possible. See you next week for more shenanigans. You bring the tissues and we'll... Actually, we should probably be bringing tissues too.